Hello, and welcome to show 24 of All Back to Bowie's. It's time to leave the capsule if you dare. Countdown to Indy. This is the last All Back to Bowie's show, and therefore the last podcast. But I do believe that we ended on a high. This is... Uh, the great national anthem sing-off. We trialled four new national anthems for Scotland, proposed a reason why we needed a new national anthem, and tested them out in front of the audience. Um, There are uh, many highlights in this show, particularly musical highlights, if you ask me. Um, I'll let you discover them as you go through the show, but... Uh, suffice to say that when it came to the end um, I think partly because it was the end of the show partly because the performances had been so splendid and partly because of the sheer um, intoxication I think of the atmosphere there was not a not a small number of people with a little tear in their eye so um, I hope you very much enjoy this I hope you've enjoyed the podcasts generally and I hope you will share them and uh, let everybody know about them so that um, they can be heard as far and wide as possible but in the meantime sit back and enjoy it's time to leave the capsule if you dare countdown to Indy hello so good when you do that it's great We'll use this one. Uh, hello and welcome to All Back to Bowie's. My name's David Gray, um, and today is our final show. <laughs> it's so nice when you do that. Um, uh, some of you will remember that back in um, uh, March, David Bowie uh, transmuted in form to the body of Kate Moss and. <laughs> appeared appeared before us and said Scotland stay with us and so um, we took that as a kind invitation myself and the Bowie pretty things the various assorted artists and playwrights and we decided to come back to his absolutely lovely Manhattan rooftop yurt (laughs) where we have been in residence for the last month talking about all the interesting things that have uh, around the referendum. Not the boring things, not the Yabu, not the Plan B, but the interesting stuff. Um, and uh, every show that we do is, is podcast as well. Um, and what I've realised halfway through is that the podcast listeners didn't know what the yurt was like. So I like just to give a sense of the atmosphere every day. So just for the benefit of the people on the podcast... Uh, the, 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 the yurt is gold lame. The audience, we've got, I think, something... It's up from yesterday. We're in around about 600, 700 people here. Um, some extraordinary uh, supermodels I see over in the corner. I can see... Uh, um, we've got Bill Clinton, I think, in today. And, uh, yeah... It's very popular there, and uh, uh, the swimming pool. Can you just keep away from the sides of the swimming pool, folks? 
that's so anyway so it's, it's a lovely atmosphere here but today um today's different uh, uh, from most of the shows because it's the final one we thought we would do something quite special and it's prompted by um a thought that occurred to, uh, occurred to me uh, uh, about when, when 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 flower of scotland was being played um during the commonwealth games and it occurred to me that uh Whichever way this vote goes, I think we need to uh, revisit our national anthem. Because if the vote is yes, is it really a good idea to have a national anthem that's all about bashing our nearest neighbours? Um, and if the vote is no, can we really, in all, without taking a big riddy, can we really stand up and sing but we can still rise now and be a nation again that would seem just weird so either way much though i love the song i love flower of scotland i think we need a new national anthem so today we're going to have a big national anthem sing-off we're going to offer you a number of choices and you're going to get involved in choosing a new national anthem for scotland that will mean that there is going to be some communal singing um oh well that's good that you like that great you're, you're up for that. That's good. Um, yeah, that's great that you're up for that. I, I don't like anybody to, to ever feel coerced into communal singing, so it is absolutely fine not to communally sing. As long as somebody does, <laughs> it will be okay. So join in if you want to join in. Don't join in if you don't want to join in. Um, a couple of other bits and bobs. All the way through the Bowie's uh, series, we've been uh, taking... Um, we don't like binary questions here in the Bowie year. We're not interested in yes, no. It, it, that's, we're beyond that. We're, we've got bigger fish to fry. But there is one question that has been uh, dividing Scots, and it has actually, in a sense, been at the heart of everything, really, uh, in, certainly in the Bowie year. And families have split up around it. There's been rows. There's been trouble. So it's quite important for us to know. We, we are going to ask you that because we just kind of need to know where you stand. Um, and that question is, is it Bowie or is it Bowie? <laughs> okay, so we've been taking a referendum all the way through. Today is the last day, and so this is really the last chance. I just... Is anybody still undecided? <laughs> okay. Not enough information. Well, well done. Yes, sir, that is correct. Um, Kieran Hurley, uh, one of the Bowie pretty things, has said that um, he has video evidence that David Bowie calls it Bowie. Yeah, he has video evidence. But on the other hand, all I can say is that the mass of popular opinion so far swings to Bowie... But there was a recent intervention when the three bosses of the major labels said that they would simply refuse to recognise Bowie. Um, I don't know what to do about that. I think that's bluff myself. I think, I think they will recognise it. Anyway, so do you agree that David Bowie is pronounced Bowie? That's Sarah, 30, that's 30. 
Sarah is, has been keeping our running tally. She is our electoral officer. Do you say no? David Bowie is pronounced Bowie. Fifty-two. This is a passionate audience. They know... And one abstention. Well, Bowie, basically, there was a Dave O'Max option, which was, which was taken off Bowie, which was taken off the table. We've also had various options of share, name sharing and so on, but these promises for, are for after the referendum. We don't know what we're going to get. So, it, well, there's no plan B, sir, here. It's only plan Bowie. Bowie. Oh, no, I don't know what to say. Uh, so, look, we, we have to go on, we have to go on. But at the end of the show, Sarah has tot is totting, totting up even as we speak. And at the end of the show today, we will have the final answer of whether it is Bowie or whether it is Bowie. Uh, we have one other thing before we move into the sing-off um, that we always ask for uh, uh, the audience to uh, uh, get involved in the show by completing a sentence. Um, for example, the very first show we did uh, was about the language around Indy, uh, in, in the independence referendum, and so our sentence was, Scotland is like... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, and people filled out that, and we collect them all in, and we usually read them out at the end. Um, today, because we're talking about national anthems, the uh, sentence we would like you to complete is, the new Scottish national anthem should be... Dot, dot, dot. Now, so the first thing to do is find about your person bits of paper. You will have tickets for shows. You will have uh, little scraps. You'll have receipts. You'll have bus tickets. And you will have a pen, or your neighbours will have a pen. In socially democratic Scotland, we share pens. So from each according to their pen abilities to each according to their pen needs. Um, and just throughout the course of the show, have a think about the sentence the new Scottish national anthem should be. This is your chance to be creative. You could have an idea for a song that you think it should be. You might simply want to say the new na Scottish national anthem should be jolly. The new Scottish national anthem should be played by a thousand drunken bagpipers. It's entirely up to you. Just have a think all the way through the show, and then at the end we'll collect them in and um, we will uh, hear what you, hear, add them into the pot of ideas. Okay, so I think that's everything that I have to say before we begin. Um, so get ready to enjoy a fantastic musical extravaganza, a Bowie's Bowie's extravaganza. And the first people I would like to welcome to the stage to... Um, propose for you as a new Scottish national anthem the song Freedom Come All Ye. I would like you to I would like to welcome to the stage Drew Wright and Kieran Hurley. Drew Wright and Kieran Hurley. I'm gonna do nothing first of all while Drew sings the song. It's not what I do. Hello. Hello. Rock the wind and the clear day's dawn and blows the clouds. 
Silster Gaudi or the bay, but there's mern or a rock wind blowing through the great glen of the world today. It's a thought that would gar our rottens, all the rogues who gang us fresh and gay. Take the road and seek other loanings with their ill ploys to sport and play. Nay, mayor, will our bonny callants march to war when the braggarts closely craw, nor we wains fae petted and clachin mourn the ships sailing in the broomy law. Broken families and lands we've harried Welk our Scotland, the brave nae mair nae mair Black and white, one to other married Mark the vile barracks o' their maesters bear And so come all ye at him with freedom Never hear what the hoodies croak for doom in your house. Oh, the burns of Adam will find bread, barley bread, and painted room. And when McLean meets with friends in spring bun, all the roses and gains will spring to bloom. As a black lad beyond Nyanga Dings the fell gallows o' the burghers doon Dings the fell gallows o' the burghers doon Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Wright. So I. He's Drew, I'm Kieran. Uh, David has asked us to kind of pitch to you guys why we think the Freedom Come All Ye by Hamish Henderson should be the new national anthem of Scotland. And the first thing to say about that, really, is that it's, um, it's a song that's had a complex relationship with the idea of being a national anthem. There's been movements in the past, quite concerted movements, to make it the national anthem of Scotland. Um, and in many ways... It's perhaps a song that's... I don't think Hamish ever wanted it to be a national anthem, as far as I know. You'll talk more about him in a bit. But um, it, 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 in many ways, has a lot of potency and power as an alternative people's anthem. And, uh, and there's a lot of demands, political demands, in the song that it'd be quite hard for a nation to live up to. There's a line about making the vile barracks of the maesters bare, which is you know, essentially a call for a fully demilitarised Scotland. So any... Well, exactly, why not? But if any, any nation that was willing to have this song as its national anthem would, be, it would either be, in some level, neutralising it, perhaps, or would be duty-bound to live up to... to, to its promise. Uh, so perhaps, uh, you know, David Gregg pointed out earlier on, maybe a song that is reluctant to be a national anthem would be the best sort of national anthem. And that anyone that goes into a career in politics because they want to be a politician is probably the worst person to be a politician. And, um, uh, so a, a little bit about the song. For how many folk know it? There was a wee sing along going on there. Um, yeah, a good, a good few. It's a good few. It's good. Um, 
the 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 imagery in it, the the the, the depth of of imagery in the in the lyrics is so rich, really, that it's impossible to give a summary of it without without you know taking all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we can do that. But yeah, but the um. It, uh, essentially, the main theme of it is anti-imperialism, uh, coupled with uh, internationalism. A, coupled with internationalism and awareness of Scotland's own role as a subjugator of other nations and cultures as part of the British Empire, and a desire to, to to move beyond that towards a time when all peoples are brothers and sisters in a equal, globalised international world. Um, and the title, the title is an ode to a genre of of kamoyis, which begin with a with a with a call to gather round and, and listen. What do you think? Kamoyi tramps and hawkers, for example. Kamoyi tramps and hawkers, for example. Um, but uh, Dick Gorkin has some good things to say about it. And mm. uh, but he was t- talking about these movements to make it a national anthem in the past. He was uh, one of these gigs. He was talking about being part of this effort to to, to instate the freedom kamoyi as a. As the national anthem of Scotland, and, and his reason for ultimately giving up on that when someone, I can't remember who, someone, but the anecdote that he tells is someone points out to him, Dick, nothing kills a song stone dead like making it a national anthem. Let them have, let them have Flower of Scotland, it's better that way. Um, and Drew as well was telling me, a, telling me a, 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 an anecdote that I've yet to be able to find a source for, I right. have to say, but sometimes stories are better and more interesting than citations, oh, yeah, which yeah. was uh, the, 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 the black lad Fiont Nyanga mentioned in the song is, is, is a reference to Nelson Mandela. And apparently, so the story goes, when Mandela himself was introduced to the idea that the Freedom Kamoyi should be the national anthem of Scotland, he said, no, should not be the national anthem of Scotland. It should be the national anthem of the world. So it's sort of within those terms that we are pro- that we are that we are proposing the song here. Now you were going to say a little bit about Hamish himself, about the Hamish, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the song is relatively contemporary. It was written in 1960 by a man called Hamish Henderson, who many of you may know, but some of you may not. And uh, he actually wrote it uh, around the time of the anti-Polaris campaign at the Holy Loch, um, and it was. Uh, printed and distributed uh, in one of the pamphlets and, and a lot of the material that was produced, poetry, song, story, whatever, in, in response uh, and in protest to, to the, the to nuclear weapons coming to Scotland. So it still kind of rings true, I guess, even for that reason alone. But Hamish was uh, a poet, uh, a folklorist, a uh, humanitarian, a socialist, uh, an all-round uh, quite amazing guy um, who... I don't know, he's maybe a wee bit in danger of becoming a little bit lost in sort of public consciousness, but uh, I never met him personally, but I've really fall, fallen in love with a lot of his ideas. Uh, I used to mistakenly think he was one of the founders of the School of Scottish Studies, but in actual fact he wasn't, but he was certainly in the right place at the right time. And uh, when Alan Lomax, the great American folklorist, visited in 1951, he travelled around Scotland with Hamish and, and some others as well, uh, Solly McLean's brother. But if it wasn't for Hamish, I don't think Alan Lomax would have got his foot in the door quite a lot of the time, because Hamish was the one that really, the middleman, I suppose. But um, And Hamish was very inspired by the Marxist intellectual Antonio Gramsci. He was the first to translate uh, Gramsci's prison letters from Italian into English. And uh, he was really sold on uh, quite a small part of Gramsci's thought, but really about what folk culture can be and uh, how people can be empowered by their own culture. Um, 
and so in that he shared a great deal, I suppose, with Alan Lomax and Alan Lomax coined a phrase called cultural equity. Uh, and I think Hamish would have been a great proponent of that idea as well. Now, Hamish was also, I mean, for all that he was in love with traditional material and a great collector of it and things, he was also a real proponent of songs being born and reborn on the carrying stream of tradition, as he called it. So he was a real advocate for people taking up songs anew and he would recommend songs to particular singers and all that. So. Um, what we're about to propose to you in terms of what we're saying with the Freedom Kamoya today is, I think, I'd like to think it's something that Hamish would enjoy. Yeah, we're going to teach a little bit of uh, the Freedom Kamoya in a version that might be unfamiliar. But before we do that, we're going to have a little look at one of the verses, because uh, David had asked us, uh, uh, we're only going to teach one verse. Uh, uh, and uh, But before we sort of get to the... The, the call and response of the teaching of the words. Um, we just have, like to have a little look at the words and, and, and their meaning. Um, having only time for one verse, we've plucked for the second verse, so we're next on one. a bit. Next one. Yeah, that's one. So, yeah, uh, um, yeah uh, this is not intended as a translation into English, but rather just a little look at the words and what, what some, some of the themes that they're speaking to. So, the name air will our bonnie callants march to war when our braggarts crossly crawl. Essentially, this line is just saying, is, is saying no more will our, will our young men go and fight uh, in wars and be killed in wars at the behest of jingoists and imperialists and go and do unto other nations what has been done unto them. Uh, that's... I, I, I take on that one. Yep. Norway wains fae pit heed and clachin mourn the ships sailing down the broomy law. So we wains, kids. Uh, pit heed and clachin villages and uh, mining tunes. So a kind of reference to Scotland's industrial past now, but when written in 1960 would have been more relevant. Uh, mourn the ships sailing down the broomy law, which could be a double-edged reference. It could be ships carrying soldiers off to war. It could also be emigrant ships leaving. Uh, Scotland and out uh, of economic necessity. There are resonances there as well, which uh, you know. Broken families and lands we've heard will curse Scotland the brave, nay mayor, nay mayor. Uh, this is a really important line to the song. Scotland the brave being the tune on the pipes that came to be feared around the empire as Scottish troops advanced onto other nations. Uh, um, and uh, so, so there's so there's a thing there about about um, acknowledging about acknowledging Scotland's role in the brutal establishment of the empire, but uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to a future beyond it. And then black and white, one to other married, mark the vile barracks or their maesters bare. So, uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and sisters, regardless of creed or race or religion or what have you, and uh, mark the vile barracks or their maesters bare. That's uh, just the barracks. Making them bear that would be the barracks, uh, the symbols of imperialism, the, the colonisers, uh, and, and, and making them bear, casting them out. When we come together as one, the whole apparatus of it will be empty, is essentially the, 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 the thrust behind that. So, what Drew's going to do now is lead us in the singing of that verse. But in, do you want to say a little bit about what you've done? Because you've done something quite radical here. Yes. Uh... <laughs> so, you can defend it, not yes, me. Yes, yes. As I say, there will be many of you who are familiar with the tune, which was in itself, uh, Hamish quite often set his words to other tunes, and they were quite often pipe tunes. Um, I should say he was a a war veteran, so unlike Burns, who could sympathise with the poor and honest soldier, uh, Hamish was a soldier uh, in World War II and uh, played a part in the liberation of Italy and uh, formed lasting unions with the Italian partisan movement and communist movement in in Italy. But uh, I digress. he uh, set this tune to the Bloody Fields of Flanders, a pipe tune that you may well have heard pipers piping out there. And, uh, but uh, we've set the tune 
to uh, an old reggae tune by Augustus Pablo called uh, East Man Sound, uh, which is an instrumental tune of his. Um, and yeah, it's just, I guess this is what I think Hamish would have liked. It's the idea of maybe taking those words and reapplying them and, and sort of make, making it afresh, uh, bringing it to another generation perhaps who weren't even, uh, didn't, couldn't even identify with the first one. So it's kind of slowed the pace down a bit, as you would imagine, for a reggae tune. It's a very sort of simple three-chord sequence, uh, but it does mean that the phrasing and things of the words is a wee bit different to, to what you might know if you know the original tune. So maybe I should just go through it. Aye, maybe we're getting very sceptical looks from Ruth Wishart in the front row. <laughs> This is exactly what we want, Ruth. You know, it's the idea that uh, a song has to be played in a certain way, in a way, can trap that song in amber, so to speak. So it's nice to be able to approach things afresh. Uh, I didn't come out of any traditional culture myself, and yeah. neither did you. But uh, I come from a sort of culture that's uh, really comfortable with postmodern techniques and sampling and collage and cut up and surrealism and what have you. So it's kind of nice to mess with things a wee bit, uh, even if. Somebody the other thing, the other like great it. barrier to Freedom Kamoyi being a successful and uh, viable national anthem is that it would be a nightmare at the football. So, um, so the, yeah. one of the yeah. advantages of this version yeah. is it has a chorus, but it has a wordless chorus. A wordless it's just chorus. A series of OOOs that yeah. the whole hand in or the whole of the guest yuck could quite happily join in, whether you knew the words or not. So, yeah. so we're kind of we're, we're cheating that element as well. But, Should uh, we just cut we'll just the chase? Should yeah, I do yeah. one round of the wordless chorus? Yeah, I, then we'll we'll do the verse. And then we'll do a round of the wordless chorus again, and you'll all know it uh, <laughs> so well that you can just check. Is that? I, I, I'm, I'm going yeah. to step out your road.
Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Kieran. That was brilliant. Lovely singing as well. Um, I, now I would like to welcome to the stage a, to perform our next song, the wonderful and fantastic band who I'm so, so delighted we managed to get, the wonderful uh, Dumb Instrument. And the song they're going to sing is Suffering from Scottishness. <laughs> dumb Instrument, please come to the stage. this song now, everybody's plugged in, this is called Suffering from Scottishness. It was windy, trees were bendy, I was staring at my knee, I was in Brighton, in a taxi, Taxi driver says to me, what's wrong, pal? You look depressed. I said, I'm suffering from Scottish death. Oh, for Christ's sake, I like shortcake. And if I'm happy, it feels fake.
Thanks very much. I... Um, I, I fell in love with that song when I first heard it. Someone else who fell in love with that song who'd like to advocate it as a new national anthem for Scotland is the absolutely wonderful author Janice Galloway. Please welcome Janice Galloway. so excited. At my age, you don't get many chances to be a groupie, you know, really? So, fingers crossed for later. Anyway, this is... I love this bloody song. I just love it. The minute I heard it, I had immediate identification. Now, the thing is, I'm going to try and take two minutes. Can I ask you, Jonathan, to show me? That's one. That's two, because otherwise I'm going to do half an hour. Okay. Right. I looked up National Anthem because that's the kind of girl I am. And it said, a National Anthem is a solemn and patriotic song officially adopted by a country as an expression of national identity and character. I feel my work is done. There's not actually much I can add to that. I mean, that is extraordinary. Then I looked up. You've no, no idea the research I've done here. <laughs> this is why I am a very slow writer. This is two months of fucking research to try, <laughs> try and find out what I think about national anthems. Most of them come down to, we are magic. Okay? Sometimes they are, we come from a magic place. Now, you can sympathise with that when it's the national anthem of the Bahamas. Have you ever heard it? It's about, we've got a big sky and lots of sun and to you. you know, it's absolutely extraordinary song. <laughs> and the, the national anthem of the UK, of course, says we've got a magic queen. Oh, that's one minute down, so I'm going to have to speed up. Um, a lot of them are about glory. Believe it or not, there's a, there's a website that tabulates uh, the top ten national anthems every year. And the Marseillaise always comes very, very near the top. Now, I had a look at it. It's uh, blood, more blood, slit throats, um, and marching. Loads and loads of marching. An incredible number of them um, have to do with war. An incredible number of them have to do with glory. The Russian national anthem is about the wisdom of the ancients being handed on, and Russian culture will live forever. This is a dodgy proposition. I think it's, it's very good not to make promises for the future in anything like this. Um, the, the US one, of course, is about rockets and bombs. Hooray for the US. And the one I found that was maybe closest to ours is the Swedish one. And the maximum aspiration the Swedish national anthem asks for is to live and die in the north. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? And it's so easy to arrange. You know? it's just... So that, that is magic. And I thought, well, we could have that. But then I thought, no, I know something better. I did have a slight crisis of conscience. You, you don't have any ladies in the band. There's, there's, there's a lady in one of your pictures that plays the fiddle. Is that right? She plays the trumpet, but it looks like a fiddle in the picture. That's actually <laughs> How much I know about music. Anyway, let's not go there. 
And I thought the Eriski love lull, and I thought, actually, that's dreary, and you kind of fall asleep singing it. But I got it. The, the, the ultimate girly national anthem would be, someday my prince will come. <laughs> Ladies, is there one among you? Gentlemen, is there one among you who has not hoped for that at some time? But again, maybe. Maybe that's putting too much on the shoulders of one person. So I thought, what we need is something intimate. This is a masculine song, but it's men in intimate mode. Who doesn't want that? It's a confession. It's a search for comfort. It is nothing like the triumphalist stuff. It is a summons to, in many ways, the things that make the Scottish character, which for me are the darkness <laughs> of the border ballads, the yearning of Byron and Burns, and the irony of the rest of us. <laughs> I love this song. However, the fact that I love it will not sway you. The song alone will. And that's why I hope you vote for this one. Now, chaps, do you want to teach them a verse? Yeah. yeah. How, are you, how are you going to do it? Do you know? I don't know. I'll see what I'll Oh, the, 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 the other thing, I had, I, had, I had one more thing to say, which is thinking about, I promise it's the last one, honest, this is the last one, um, was, was that, you know, what, what, what do you want from a national anthem? And this is therapeutic. This is therapeutic. I won a, a prize by, from, from Mind in 1990, which is a, a prize, a prize to raise awareness of mental illness. Mental illness. I'm not sure whether it was me or the book that won the prize, but it was about raising awareness of mental illness. And they said, why do you think a Scottish book is one? And I said, because we have a national need for psychotherapy. This, <laughs> this is ours. This is ours. Sorry, gents. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so there's the first bit of the verse up on the, the screen there. Uh, we'll start. Oh, for Christ's sake, I like shortcake, and if I'm happy, it feels fake. Uh, next verse is, I dream in tartan, about Dumbarton, I think I've failed when I'm only starting. <laughs> oh yes, I must confess that I'm suffering from Scottishness. So, Right, here we go. If you want to start, make it... I like shortcake And if I'm happy it feels fake I dream in tartan About a button I think I'll fail when I'm only starting Oh yes I must confess That I'm suffering From Scottishness Thank you. Thanks very much. That was brilliant. Thanks, guys. And more good singing uh, from the audience. So just as the guys are clearing, can I just say, uh, do you want to tell us where we can possibly download that song if we wished to? I imagine some of us do. Uh, 
the internet. So apparently... <laughs> I've actually got a box of albums here that are... Oh, oh boy. Sorry about that. No, no, that's good. I think they're a fiver or something, so... Uh, fantastic. So if, you, if you're interested, you, we can uh, purchase, purchase the albums after. So, that was fantastic. But uh, we're not over yet. Uh, one of the strongest contenders in the field, an early bookie's favourite... A Man's a Man by Robert Burns and please welcome to the stage to sing that the wonderful Annie Grace. And this hairy person is Ali McRae who's going to accompany me. Oh, thank you, yes. He's going to accompany me on his guitar and try and play it like a kalimba today. Um, I've done that naughty thing of singing this song for quite a while, but only singing three verses. So last night, in a mad panic, I tried to stuff two verses, the other two verses. I don't sing it into my head, and I haven't succeeded, which is why I've got the paper. And I'm not going to talk about it just now, because I think you've got something to say about it. Dignities 
and all that the pith of sense and pride or worth had higher rank than all that then let us pray that come it may as come it will for all that that sense and worth or all the earth shall bear the green and all that for all that and all that it's coming yet for all that that man to man the world shall brothers be for Annie Grace, everybody, that was wonderful. Now, to propose, to propose a, a man's a man, we, uh, I would love you to welcome to the stage the absolutely incomparable broadcaster and journalist, Ruth Wishart. It's a good day to be suffering from Scottishness. Um, <laughs> I was born and brought up in Glasgow, and trust me, there are no hills and glens there. Not even wee bits of hill and glens there. Proud Edward didn't come round much either, so nobody got too fast about sending him homeward. <laughs> See what happens when you mention the English. Anyway. <laughs> So when I built out Flower of Scotland at Hamden, and I do, and when I built it out at Murrayfield, and I do, there's something of a disconnect between what I know and love about my own dear land and some aspects of this national anthem. No harm to the Corries, great wee tune, great wee song, but not quite having the impact of the Marseillaise or Cum Ronda, not quite tugging at the heartstrings like the South African variety. The Aussies, you know, um, they used to get by on waltzing Matilda, when at least you knew the crowd would be word perfect. <laughs> Even the crowd who weren't in your side. But then they decided to inject a stiff dose of pomposity, a quality that's not much known in that continent, and they came up with Advance Australia Fair. The Irish being Irish didn't bother with all that nonsense about having to plump for one ballad, um, and they sing two. It helps the opposition get cramped when they're standing in the pre-match lineup. <laughs> And the Americans, as Janice says, don't let's go there. The American national anthem, apart from being crazily difficult to sing, is all about how to blow the opposition to smithereens. And even Beyonce's lip-synced version at the Obama inauguration didn't help any. Now, Scotland's had its own share of confusion in the anthem department, and today is an example of that. Uh, when I started a career in full-time masochism by supporting the Scotland footy team, <laughs> the legions were treated to a pipe band belting out Scotland the Brave. It starts off, hark, hark, the night is falling, which is a wee thing strange from the kickoffs at 3pm in the afternoon. <laughs> then it too goes into full hill and glen mode, with its mountain hame and shining rivers. I love the Clyde, I really love the Clyde, but shining's not the first adjective <laughs> that leaps to the lips. But somehow it didn't matter that nobody knew the words. At least all of the words, because there'd be a lot of collective mumbling for 53 verses, at the end of which everybody would shout, Scotland the Brave! 
Now that little ditty got its jotters, as we know, and we wound up with Flower of Scotland. And everybody mostly does know the words of Flower of Scotland. But in the context of celebrating a nation, most especially a newly independent nation, it's just a bit lacking in gravity. So where to go from here? Well, there's a fair number of votes for Scots Wahey, and that takes us back to the ancient battlefields that we're trying to get away from. And you've heard a few other contenders today, all, all right in their way. <laughs> I love the tune of Highland Cathedral, although it was composed in Germany. I mean, not although it was composed in Germany, it happened to be composed in Germany. But none of the words thus far put into it quite capture the nation and its ambitions. So let's think about Annie's song, beautifully sung. It might not have quite the right tune for my singing, but it's got a lot going for it in the sentiments department. Just think of some of these lines she sang. The rank is but the guinea stamp, the man's the gowd for all that. Or how about the honest man, though ersy poor, is king o' men for all that. And certainly, ladies and gentlemen, not least in these troubled times, so let us pray that come it may, as come it will for all that, that sense and worth o'er all the earth shall bear the grief for all that. For all that, and all that, it's coming yet for all that, that man to man, the world o'er, shall brothers be for all that. Now, I can live with that, even if it's a bit heavy on the gender bias. <laughs> I can live with an anthem which celebrates equality, disdains rank and privilege, and votes for peace. So let's hear it for a man's, for a, man's a man for a new Scotland. I have the impression that most of you know this song. Yeah? Am I right? Oh, well, that's good. That cuts my job in half. Uh, I don't have to teach you the tune. This is a personal thing, but this is the verse that I, I like. This is a, it's a toss-up between the third verse and the final verse that Ruth just quoted. So I'm wondering if we can just sing this, just to see how it feels. And I know it is heavy on the gender bias, but he lived in those days when brotherhood was a universal term. And I know that kind of grates with women sometimes when they sing this song, but I like to think, knowing Burns as I do, uh, <laughs> that he did, it was universal when he talks about brotherhood. And as I said to Linda early on, if, if he was alive now, I would have given him a good slapping for, for using <laughs> so many male references within this song. So shall we do it unaccompanied or do you want the hairy person to come back up with me? Just do it. Hairy person! Harry Person will give us a wee intro on his kalimba. And stairs and all that Though hundreds worship at his word He's but a coof for all that For all that and all that His 
That was fantastic. Thanks very much. Um, now, we have a last suggestion, uh, which I am going to propose. I'm going to ask Julia to come and be my assistant, and I'll just quickly... If you just talk amongst yourselves for just one second. So, um, I think there are problems with all of those previous national anthems. I don't think we can have a national anthem that the author of which didn't want it to be a national anthem, so that rules out Freedom Kamoyi. I don't think we can have a national anthem which involves lamping taxi drivers with a glass. So, so, so much though I love it, I'm afraid we can't have that. And also, a, the gender uh, a bias in A Man's A Man rules it out. So... There's only one solution, and I have it. Uh, <laughs> which is inspired by... First of all, the first solution is we need a new national anthem. We need it to be written anew. But in this day and age, we do not want the, uh, the author to be uh, one individual. We want to crowdsource, rather, as I uh, Iceland did with its constitution. Uh, and so I have proposed here a crowdsourced national anthem... And you being the crowd, <clears throat> we're going to source it. So just go with me on this. I'm going to ask for various bits and bobs, which we're going to plug into our template. And we're going to have an absolutely split new national anthem by the end of this little segment. So a, just take this out. could we start, first of all, with... Um, can you tell me... What's your favourite Scottish word? Just put your hands up or shout. Perhaps hands up or shout out. Curie. Curie. Smedham. Stushy. Bahuki. Dreech. Glaikit. I think... I think... Dreech. OK, good. Um, what's your favourite... What's your favourite place in Scotland? So, hands up, anybody? Favourite place? Leith. Applecross. Ullapool. Isla Mull. Glasgow. Ochtermachty. Kinlochranach. I think... My I bed. Think, My bed. I like that, but Leith, I think Leith to Ullapool. Um, what is a thing that Scottish people are? Hands up. <laughs> This lady? Gallus. Shy. Thrawn. Thrawn. Druthy. Thrawn. Gallus. Gallus. I like Gallus. Although, hang on, no, let's go Thrawn. Let's go Thrawn. Thrawn. 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. Great, okay, we're doing very well. Uh, now, what is a bad thing about Scotland? Can we have a bad thing about Scotland? Rainy, this young, like, rainy, do, fear, midges, dree, dark, roads, the roads are way or about no, but Sectarianism. So I think we'll go for. I think we'll go for. What was that last one? Closing time. Okay, good. Oh, no, actually, we've had drinks, so you've got midges, I think. Yeah. So midges and sectarianism. Sorry? And sectarianism. Okay, but what's a good, what's a nice, what, what's a good thing about Scotland? What do we like? We had uh, Gallus before. What's another good thing about Scotland? Tonic caramel wafers. Can we turn that into an adjective? You're, you're like a tonic's, you're like a tonic's caramel wafer. Humor. Funny. Funny could be, but Scotland, you're... I think I think let's go for uh, let's go for funny let's go for funny or actually man, I like to... that's good a who hasn't had a favorite place in Scotland so far uh, this lady here Kakodi Orkney Orkney Kakodi and Orkney And uh, what's another thing about, we've had Gallus. Uh, let's have Gallus again, shall we? We'll have Gallus was good. Well, we, oh, uh, Orkney, Kakodi and Orkney. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we're nearly there. So what is a thing that you like to do? Drink. <laughs> another thing? <laughs> Stravague. I think let's have, so let's all stravag and let's all drink. And what's a thing that we like to do together? That you? Blether? Kill? Kaylee. Kaylee, yeah, that's fine. Kill, I was thinking there'll be people listening, that'll be the front page of the Scotsman if uh, Cybernat's at the back. Okay. So do we think we've got that? Okay, so uh, we can unveil now, I think. Hopefully this will work. I'm terrified now. Is it gonna work? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so. Is it off your week? Can we see if you can? So we'll just scroll it down. So it's basically to the tune of Loch Lomond. So. Scotland, you dream from Leith to Wallapool, and the people who live in you are thrown. But Scotland, you have midges and sectarianism, and we don't want that sort of thing around here. 
Oh, Scotland, you're like a tonic's caramel wafer From Kirkcaldy to Orkney and beyond <laughs> And the people who live in you are gallus So let's all stravake and let's all drink and that, right, Hang on, back, 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 there's a collapse we had a we had a we had a, a, a scansion collapse. So let's just go back. So let's go back. If, Julie, if you could go back up past Gallus. So I think it was Kakodi to Orkney, wasn't it? But I think it was the and beyond. I, I think and beyond should be and the people who live in your Gallus. So we just have to and your people. So Scotland, you think Scotland? You like a tonics? Well, wait from Kakodi to Orkney and your Gallus. No, I think Anja, Anja Gallus, that'll do it. So it's the Tonics Caramel Wafer, the it? So, so we'll try that a little bit. So, oh, Scotland, you like a Tonics Caramel Wafer from Kirkcaldy to Orkney and Gallus. So let's all stravake and let's all drink and we'll all have a Kaylee together. Very good. Cool. Um, so, I think I think we, we count that as having sung it, do we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, uh, grand. Okay. Well, I think we're coming to the end. So the first thing is, can we get? Uh, we now need your suggestions for the Scottish national anthem. So um, we get the Bibbity Bobbity Hat and uh, Sarah. And perhaps, uh, Julie, if you would help as well, just to collect in as many uh, of your suggestions as possible for what should be on the Scottish National Anthem. And um, I'd like to also call upon the, the, the Bowieites to... Uh, so perhaps Kieran and Peter might come up on stage. We're going to read out the suggestions of the Scottish National Anthem. You and I can cheer the mic. We'll cheer the mic. We can do the backing vocalist. We'll, we'll, we'll do the George Harrison yeah, thing. Yeah, Stand at exactly. the Just jump in, David. Okay. So can we can we get my key? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So you go first. I'll go second. I'll just pass them to you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Scottish national anthem should be. The Scottish national anthem should be comprehensible to Sassanax. The, the new Scottish national anthem is a man's a man. The new Scottish national anthem no, you should be as singable as Oh Canada, but not contain the words play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The new Scottish national anthem should be more cheerful than Flower of Scotland. I think that's a consensus. The new Scottish national anthem should be This Land is Your Land. The new Scottish national anthem should always be sung by Drew. The new Scottish national anthem should be Rags to Riches by Blue Nile. Uh, the N.J. McCarthy mix. Yeah. yeah. The new Scottish national anthem should be short. <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should be Highland Cathedral. The new Scottish national anthem should not be playable on the tuba. <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should be ten minutes of brutal techno. <laughs> <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should not be about fighting. The new Scottish national anthem should be singable or at least easy to mind to, smiley face. <laughs> the, oh, the national anthem of Scotland should be We're All In This Together from High School Musical. <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should be the one you've already given me, which is not playable on the tube, but we know that. Oh, right. <laughs> that one? Uh, I'm getting confused. Be... It's, it's too much. Oh, the new Scottish national anthem should be banned from all sporting events. <laughs> A new Scottish national anthem would be sh uh, should be drawn from Dottoman's uh, oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should be written by David Bowie. We can't afford him. We can't afford him. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> should be the Gilly Peace song by Adam McNaughton. <laughs> the new Scottish national anthem should be You Can't Shove Your Granny Off The Bar. <laughs> And the new Scottish national anthem should be gibberish eating haggis? No, no. I thought it was a, f a feverish eating of haggis. A feverish eating of haggis? I don't understand. So someone's drunk already. <laughs> new Scottish national anthem should be, I did not write this, Freedom Come All Ye. Okay. The new Scottish national anthem should be, We Can Be Heroes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So we will we will collect all of these, and they do all get read out. We do all get write them all down. They do all get read out on the podcast. And some of you will have heard this before, but the remarkable truth about it is that these will also all be put in the National Library of Scotland's referendum archive. <laughs> so, in three hundred years' time. Uh, when we're singing Ye Canny Shove Your Granny Off A Bus <laughs> and no one knows what a bus is yeah. <laughs> a, so uh, we always uh, we're coming to the end and I think we've got a couple of votes to come so I want you to think about uh, what you're, you're going to vote for in this great national anthem sing-off um, I also want you to think about any other voting that may be coming up on the horizon. It's entirely up to you how you choose to process and ponder that. But uh, we always have a poem at Bowie's, and today we have a poet who we've had before and was absolutely wonderful, but who has a poem kind of specially written, really, for the moment. Um, so please welcome to the stage today's poet, Bram Gibbons.
Uh, thanks to David and the All Back to Bowie's lot for having me back to read this one. I, I've been working on it for a month or so. Uh, it's, it's a bit different to my normal poetry. I, I kind of consider myself a nihilist, so I haven't been much used to the yes camp so far. Um, I've tried to take a more balanced view in this one. I've called it Final Days. I hope that this will help you in your journey towards the ballot box. In the final days before the decision was taken, they saw their utopias as shining cities built upon the shores of heaven, dreaming spires, shaded boulevards where no children starved or stuck needles in their arms to welcome oblivion. A place purged of all conflict seemed possible, desirable. They put faith in their better natures and turned away from reality to embrace possibility. In the final days before the ultimatum, they spread fear amongst themselves with dire prophecy, sold out hope as an unhelpful commodity, picturing the slide back to slums and debtors' jails, feudal dominance, rank inequality. They shook their heads wearily and steeled themselves, assuming they could predict the death of all dreams. In the final days before the referendum, they doubted themselves, craved a strong hand, the liberation of servitude abrogated all responsibility in the face of history which told them the shape and weight of their chains spoke with comforting familiarity of a mailed fist proffered to kiss offering bliss in the final days before the choice was made they allowed themselves visions of a society enlivened and enriched with cultural difference they dreamed the borders open and the rules unwritten they thought of their children wanted to believe that a promise could be more than a wish more than a prediction more than a proposition. In the final days, they ran from the prisons of various isms, healed schisms, stretched hands across imaginary borders and drew lines in the sand, unafraid that they might wash away. They bathed happily in the light of day and for the first time in centuries allowed themselves to pray to a God they were certain had abandoned them. In the final days before history was written, they lived in a paradise of imminence. They held tight to their innocence and celebrated their awakening. The sword of Damocles held no terror any longer. They were risen like invincible angels striding through the pale dawn to clash spears with demons. In the final days before they started living, they allowed themselves to fear the purblind majesty of the silent majority, the unthinking compliance with a whitewashed pre-programmed mirage which shimmered in the minds of those they didn't understand. Charged rhetoric echoed in debating chambers and diminished into silence. On the morning of the proclamation, they were galvanized by defeat and knew the battle was not lost until the final dreamer coughed his last. On the morning of the declaration, they emerged blinking into blinding light and began building, knowing that their path was set with traps and middens. On the morning of the dedication, the heretics were expelled from public office and began plotting. Dreamers became rebels and revolutionaries. On the morning of the Reformation, they stood upon the shore and considered drowning, then disappeared into the grey towns and villages to spread colour among the citizens. Dawn broke and all was changed. They stood upon the precipice of history and made a pact. This is where it begins. We are awakened and the dream remains. Thank you. Bam Gibbons. Wow. That was beautiful. Okay, so we're coming to an end. We have some voting to do. I think the way we'll do this is let's vote now for our national anthem so that 
we can get ready to uh, sing uh, to sing it one more time at the end of the show. So, I think we'll do this by uh, uh, proclamation. Uh, if you if you would like, I'm gonna I'll say it, I'll give a five choices, and if you would like it, shout hooray, and I'll try and judge which is the loudest. And if it comes down to uh, okay, so first of all. If you would like the Scottish National Anthem to be A Man's A Man For All That. Quite good. If you would like the Scottish National Anthem to be Freedom Come All Ye. Marginally ahead, I think. Might be some hanging chads in there, but... If you would like the Scottish National Anthem to be Suffering From Scottishness... If you'd like the Scottish National Anthem to be uh, the crowdsourced version of Loch Lomond that we tried. Yay! Oh, a, 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 a small clack, but we've not managed to win, to win the crowd. I think that's it. And last of all, if you'd like the Scottish National Anthem to be you can he shove your granny off the bus. Yeah, some, some from the kids at the back, but really that's not one. So we're down to suffering from Scottishness, freedom come all ye, or a man's a man. I think let's uh, do it by quick show of hands. So uh, you've really got to choose now. You can't say yay twice. I know a lot of you are doing that. So if you would like a man's a man, please put up your hands. Okay. Okay, if you would like uh, freedom come all ye. Marginally ahead, I think. And if you'd like suffering from Scottishness. Oh, so near and yet so far. So near and yet so far. So I pronounce that the temporary yurt based Scottish national anthem is Freedom Come All Ye. So, um, guys, do you two want to just quickly decide how we'll do it at the end? I'll try and bring the, uh, the stuff up, but we'll see for a last verse at the very end. Okay. Uh, there's one other referendum that we need the results of. John Curtis, Professor John Curtis, please, please, uh, can you announce the results? Is it Bowie or is it Bowie? What are the final results? Perhaps you could come up, Sarah, come up to the stage. And... It's uh, 928 votes for Bowie and 581 votes for... Bowie. That's it. There's, there is no doubt now. We know. I just hope that people can come together, heal wounds. There's a lot of people going to have their hopes and dreams there shattered. So be nice to them. Be nice to people who say Bowie, like me. Um, and I'm still going to say it. You'll never take it away from me. Um... Okay, so uh, we're very, very near the end. So I do want to... This is the very last Bowie's. We've had a, a, a magic time in the yurt. A, it's been magic because so many of you have come, and so many of you have come two or three times, so thank you very much for that. I would like to just officially thank a, the, the Bowie-ites. Uh, I think I've got everybody, but I probably will forget somebody. If you're a person I've forgotten... I apologise in advance. So thanks to the Bowieites, Fiona Ferguson, Kirsten Innes, Alan Bissett, 
Linda McLean, Peter Arnott, Kieran Hurley, Julia Tordovin, Kareen Polwart, Lucy McCauley, Sarah Sharawi, who's been here every day and organised everything for us so magnificently, Andrew Eaton-Lewis, who booked all the bands, Laura Eaton-Lewis, uh, Hamish, who's done the podcast every day, John, who's been doing the tech every day, Jenny Lindsay, who booked all the poets, uh, we have to thank Tommy Shepherd, who uh, allowed us to inhabit the independent republic of Tommy Shepherd for the brief uh, period of the Fringe. And last but not least, we have to thank David Bowie. So please give us a clap for all the, the Bowieites. Bowie! David Bowie. I think that's us, is it? So, so lads, would you like to come to the stage? And, uh, and the very last thing is to lead us all in uh, Freedom Kamoyi. And if you want to be thinking about this as you wander into a ballot box on September the 18th, that's entirely up to you. Um, uh, in the spirit of democracy, we're going to let you guys decide whether we're going with the original version to the tune of the Body Fields of Flanders or whether we're going to go for the Eastman Sound uh, reggae remix. Uh, yeah, Augustus. Uh, well, we're going, to, we're going to put it to a vote. We, 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 know, we, we, know, we know your thoughts on the matter, Ruth. <laughs> But we're going to put it up. So all, all of those who want the, uh, the the new version, say like, no, let's do it. Say aye. Aye. All of those who want the original version, say aye. Aye. Oh, it's the original. It's the original. It's the original. It's the original. Aye. Aye. Um, can we get all of the words up then, and we'll just do a full full straight through version of the whole beast. See. When we were doing this before, we had Ali McRae here to play some sort of like covering music, and we don't yeah. we don't really have that option, so we're just going to stare at you in quite a blank manner. Oh, good, got it, nice one. Well covered, <laughs> well covered, sir. Uh, uh, I, uh, well, according to the, this is not what Hamish would have wanted, but hey. <laughs> so, uh, apologies to the author. Yeah, sorry, uh, and yeah, we'll um, I don't often sing the original version, uh, but uh, if my timing is, because sometimes I sort of uh, just keep going and sometimes I let it hang, but you'll, we'll get the gist of it, I think. Yeah? And, yeah, time well, is short. So. Yeah. Right. Ready then? We all stand Yeah. We are standing. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I have to say that pleases me more than anything I can imagine. We refuse to stand for our own national anthem. Can I see the words? <laughs> um, if you want to acquaint yourselves with the song when you get home, go onto YouTube and uh, just look for Luke Kelly singing it of the Dubliners. Absolutely brilliant. That's the one that really brought the song to life for me. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Right, are we ready? One, two, three, four. <laughs> Just go two. One, two. Rock the wind and the clear day's dawn and blows the clouds, he'll stir gaudy o'er the bay. But there's mere nor a rock wind blowing through the great glen o' the world today. It's a thought that would gather our rottens, all the rogues who gang us fresh and gay, tack the road and seek other loanings with their ill ploys to sport and play.
watch the war when the braggarts grossly craw, nor we winds fe petit and clacken, mourn the ships sailing in the broomy law. Broken families and lands we've harried, Wilk our Scotland, the brave name, name, black and white, one to other married. Mark the vile barracks o' their maesters bear. So come all ye attain with freedom, never hear what the hoodies croak for doom. In your house, saw the bairns o' Adam will find breed, ballybree and painted room. And when Maclean meets his friends in Springburn, all the roses and gins will spring to bloom as a black lad beyond Nyanga. Dings the fell gallows o' the burghers doon. Dings the fell gallows o' the burghers doon. Thanks very much, Drew and Kieran and everybody. Thanks very much to you. Please enjoy what's left of the fringe. And Mr. David Gregg, everybody, thank you very much. Thanks very much. So uh, these are the sentences for the last show in the run, show 24. And this was the, the sentence was, the new Scottish national anthem should be. The new Scottish national anthem should be catchy, multilingual, with a chorus with optional actions. The new Scottish national anthem should be Pencil Full of Lead by Paolo Nutini. The new Scottish national anthem should be tuneful and optimistic. The new Scottish national anthem should recognise our shared history, but more importantly, set our sights on an ambitious future. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Auld Lang Syne. The new Scottish National Anthem should contain a rhyme for Seville oranges. It can be done, mind ye. I warned yous. <laughs> um, the new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should be by Burns. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Freedom Come All Ye. The new Scottish National Anthem should be cheery and with no mention of tartan. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Freedom Come All Ye. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Ali McRae's Kilt Song. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man, it has to be Burns. The new Scottish National Anthem should be new and specific. Meanwhile, keep Flower of Scotland. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should be singable by all ages. Encouraging, witty, emotionally true for everyone. The new Scottish National Anthem should impart instill the ideals we want to live by. The new the Scottish National Anthem should be happy together. The new Scottish National Anthem should be a man's a man, if adapted. The new 
new Scottish National Anthem should be written by David Bowie. The new Scottish National Anthem should be nothing, if we vote no. The new Scottish National Anthem should be a jolly good song. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Space Oddity. The new Scottish National Anthem should be George Square Margaret Thatcher Death Party by Mogwai. The new Scottish National Anthem should be The First Big Weekend by Arab Strap. The new Scottish National Anthem should be not too long, easy to sing, tune-wise, and full of Scottish words English people can't pronounce. The new Scottish National Anthem should be recognisable when hummed a cappella, and not marchable to. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Reach for the Stars by S Club. The new Scottish National Anthem should be pro-Scotland and not anti-British. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Highland Cathedral. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Loch Lomond. The new Scottish National Anthem should be freshly minted for a better nation. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should unite the human race. The new Scottish National Anthem should be not maudlin with a good tune. The new Scottish National Anthem should be happy. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Scots Way. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should be not about fighting. Scottish National Anthem should be We Can Be Heroes by David Bowie. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Incomprehensible to Sassanax. The new Scottish National Anthem should be That This Land is Your Land. The new Scottish National Anthem should be as singable as O Canada, but not contain the words Play Hockey. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Always Sung by Drew. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Rags to Riches by the Blue Nile. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Highland Cathedral. The new Scottish National Anthem should be singable or at least easy to mime to. The new Scottish National Anthem should be banned from all sporting events. The new Scottish National Anthem should not be playable on the tuba. The new Scottish National Anthem should be written by David Bowie. The new Scottish National Anthem should be You Canny Shove Your Granny Off a Bus. The new Scottish National Anthem should be a leprechaun eating haggis. The new Scottish National Anthem should be drawn from Dotaman's oeuvre. The new Scottish National Anthem should be Freedom Come All Ye. The new Scottish National Anthem should be short. The new Scottish National Anthem should be A Man's A Man. The new Scottish National Anthem should be the Geely Peace Song. The new Scottish National Anthem should be more cheerful than Flower of Scotland. The new Scottish National Anthem should be ten minutes of brutal techno.